Hey, my OCC family. I am so excited for this opportunity. Thank you guys so very much. This is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. I got to start off by saying this is the day that the Lord has made. All right, y'all already too slow. I said this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. That means that I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. I am super excited for the opportunity to share a word with you. Before I get into the word, I want to thank one of the greatest pastors on at this side of heaven. Thank you so very much, Dr. Conway Edwards, for the opportunity to share a word today. And I'll be remiss because I believe beside every great man is an amazing woman. So I thank God and I honor tonight. Lady Jada Edwards, thank you so very much for the opportunity to share with you tonight. I'm going to get right into the Word of God. It's found in Genesis, the 45th chapter. Genesis, the 45th chapter. We're going to read three verses, and I trust and pray that this will be a word that is a word that is timely for you and your situation that you're experiencing right now. You got it? Genesis, the 45th chapter, starting with the third verse. And I need to stop and honor my wife. I'm grateful for my wife. We're going to celebrate one year of marriage, um, September the 21st. So I'm excited that my cookie is in the building. Amen. Amen. Genesis, the 45th chapter, starting with the third verse. And I'm reading from the Message Bible. um, And it goes a little something like this. It says, Joseph spoke to his brothers. It says, I am Joseph. Is my father really still alive? But his brothers couldn't say a word. They were speechless. They couldn't believe what they were hearing and seeing. Joseph says, come closer to me. They came closer and Joseph says these words, I am Joseph. This is the second time. I am Joseph, your brother whom you sold into Egypt. But this is the point that blew me away. He says, but don't feel badly. Don't blame yourselves for selling me. God was behind it. And for the next few fleeting moments, I want to speak from that topic today. God was behind it. Father, thank you so very much for this opportunity to give a word to your people. I thank you for an atmosphere that is not charged with expectation for what you are going to say, what you are going to do, and how you're going to even transform the trajectory of someone's life as a result of the word that we're going to hear today. Would you please till the soil of our hearts and our minds so that we may receive and get everything that you have for us from this word? We thank you in advance because we believe that it's already done. In the mighty, matchless, magnificent name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. You all, I I told you uh, that I I just recently got married about 10 months ago. And while we were going through the dating process, um, I I, I got addicted, y'all. I got addicted to the controlled substance of Netflix. Um, it, it was, yeah, yeah, it, it was the woman that God gave me. Um, and, and amidst this, we would watch uh, several shows. Um, we, we enjoy suspense-filled shows. We enjoy action-packed shows. Am I by myself tonight? Um, but, but, but I got a problem, y'all. Um, my, my wife likes the suspense, but she can't quite 
handle the suspense. She, she, she would see what is about to come and she'd yell my name. Jay, do you see what's about to happen? Uh, uh, she, she would even grab my arm. Oh, oh my God, they're about to get him. Watch out. She's talking to them uh, in the screen. I, I wish I took a picture. I, I had bruises to show. Um, sh- she was beating me, y'all. Um, and, and all the while, we're in the same place watching the same show. She's losing it, but I'm sitting there cool, calm, and collected. Uh, I'm able to sit there cool, calm, and collected uh, for a couple of reasons. Can I share those with you today? Um, n- number one, number one, uh, unbeknownst to Catherine, uh, when I left her home to go back to my apartment, uh, I got my own Netflix subscription. A- and what I did, guys, um, I would read and I would watch ahead of her. I, I, would, I wouldn't just stop at episode three, but I would go all the way to episode seven. So uh, when I was in her midst, what she didn't know was is that I already saw what was taking place. I, 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 had, I had an ability to see what was coming because I had already seen or experienced what was to come. And somebody doesn't need to lose their head today because you've already seen this before. Like, th- this is not the first time that the enemy has seemed to trick you. This is not the first time that you've experienced adversity. This is not the first time that you went through a rather arduous situation and somebody needs to step back, button your suit jacket, and get cool, calm, and collected. Why? Because the same God that brought you out of the last storm, the same God that brought you out of the last situation, the same God that brought you out of the last sickness is the same God. The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday. I sure wish I had a church right now. Today and forevermore. That means he's the same God that blessed you through the past situation. He's the same God that will help you through your current situation. And before you even see the next episode, he's the same God that will see you through that situation. Uh, it, it's, it's not just that I saw uh, the episode. Number two, I realized and I resolved in my mind that the main character can't die in the first season. Okay. Um, it, it, it wouldn't be much of a show if the main character dies in the first season, Erica. I, I mean, uh, why would he take out the person that the story revolves around prematurely? Let, let me tell you, child of God, you can't lose your head now because your story is not over. You cannot lose your bearings. You cannot lose your peace. You should not lose your joy because you understand that the story is not over. The Lord, the Lord is uh, serving as your executive producer. He's already written out the script of your life. He is, the Bible says, the author and the finisher of your faith. Your life will not end here because God has greater in store for you. Is there anyone that can get excited before you see the end of this story? To know that God will make a way for you. It's, it's interesting as we come to the circumference of our text, we have uh, this man named Joseph. He, we see the real of his life. He's um, thrown or sold off, if you will, um, into slavery. 
He's sown, sold by his brothers. They, they're jealous because of the call and the mandate that's on his life. They're jealous because of the colorful coat that he wears. It's, it's, it's not in the coat, but it's, it's symbolism for the hand of God and the favor of God that's over his life. He begins to tell them what he sees in his dream. Uh, he, they, 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 they see themselves having to bow down to, to the baby brother. And the Bible says they get, they get jealous. They think uh, they'll kill him. They throw him into a pit and then they see some merchants coming through. So they take the, uh, the opportunity to rather sell him into slavery. The Bible says that after they sell him into slavery, he rises to a place of leadership. And as he rises to a place of leadership, we see him second in command over Potiphar's house. But uh, there was a cougar in Potiphar's house uh, that liked this young man. I, I don't got nobody that knows what a cougar is. Okay, um, th there was an older woman that saw this young, fine man, and, and she tried to attach herself to him because he had integrity. He ran from a situation. Can I parenthetically pause there and tell you, sometimes in your life, you need to run from some situations. Some Sometimes you need to run from some people, places, or things that would cause you to be caught up in some situations that would make you look bad. And Joseph runs from Potiphar's wife. But because she lies on him, they throw him into the king's jail. He's After he's thrown into the king's jail, he meets the butler and the baker. And the Bible says that he tells their dream. He interprets, rather, their dream. And the Bible says after they are delivered, uh, they have an opportunity to call him out of the prison. I I'm just setting you up to show you that there's somebody else that's been through some situations that don't quite make sense. Uh, have you ever... Been in a situation or a circumstance that didn't make sense? H have you ever been in a situation where you feel like and you know with everything within you that you did nothing uh, to end up in this situation? H have you ever been in a situation where it seems like um, the worst is happening to you even when you're giving God your best? Can, can I ask you a question? What do you do? When you're faithful to God and you still don't feel favored, what, what do you do when you pay your tithes and your offering? You're making sure that you're sowing into the kingdom of God, but you're still living paycheck to paycheck. What do you do when you pray for others and it seems like your prayers are never answered? Can I tell you, you can't quit where you are right now because you're just halfway the episode. You're just at the halfway point of your movie. Let me tell you, you can't give up prematurely. I need to say that again. You cannot give up prematurely. I, I mean, what happens if you stop watching Lion King after Simba runs away? You won't be able to see him come back to Pride Rock and defeat his evil Uncle Scar. What, what happens if you stop watching the movie of Forrest Gump after he's been drafted into the army and his, his mother dies of the cancer? You'll never see him marry Jenna and become a gazillionaire. You don't want to quit prematurely. You don't want to stop watching the color purple until you see Miss Seeley raise those two fingers and say, until you do right by me. I'm just saying this is not the time for you to give up. This, this is not the time for you to throw in the towel because there's greater in store for you if you can just make it through where you are right now. 
The, the, the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us um, three quick lessons and then I'm in my seat. Three quick lessons that we are able to glean from this story of Joseph. Number one, you need to know that your predicament won't nullify your purpose. Your, your predicament will not nullify your purpose. I, I mean, look at Joseph, Pastor Matt. Um, he's, he's in a prison, but he still bounces back. He, he, he is lied on, but he still resolves to bounce back. He's, he's thrown into jail again. And, and someone's asking, why does it seem, uh, why do I seem to go through situation after situation, circumstance after circumstance, trial after trial, tribulation after tribulation? Can I tell you, one of two things is happening. Either God is disciplining you or he is developing you. I think that's a great enough point to say again. God is either disciplining you or he is developing you. Joseph teaches us that our predicament will not nullify our purpose. He says, rather, your predicament is the thing that pushes you in your purpose. It was very interesting for me to know, Pastor G, uh, that in chapter 37, Joseph was seeing his dreams. But now in chapter 45, rather in chapter 45 to 47, we see him now interpreting dreams. Did you see the transition? After he'd been through everything that he was going through, he first was able to hear the dream. He was able to see the dream. But now his gift has been produced. His gift has been cultivated. And now he was just able to see and hear dreams. And now he's able to interpret dreams. That, that, that lets me know that my predicament will not negate or nullify my purpose. Number two, my pain won't negate my purpose. Can, 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 you, can you see, Joseph, in the midst of this situation, he's not disappointed. He's not hurt by someone on the outside. The Bible records that he's hurt by his own family members. And I know many of us are saying, you know, there, there's a place of church hurt that we're experiencing. But let me tell you, there's no greater hurt than the hurt that comes from a family member. What, what, what do you do when the people that should have your back stab you in your back? What, what do you do in a circumstance or a situation where the people that should support you are the people that are most jealous of you? What, what do you do when you're counting on their support, you're counting on their encouragement, and the only thing that you can experience is their place of hate? And Joseph says, don't let your pain negate your purpose. Can I tell you, in the midst of the pain that you're experiencing, God is behind the pain. I know that's hard for us to digest, but I'm telling you today that God is behind even the pain. God is behind the things that you can't wrap your mind around. God is behind the termination. God is behind the separation. God is behind the failed relationship. God is behind even the repossession. Let me tell you, sometimes God uses bad situations to get the best thing out of us. 
Sometimes God allows us to experience situations that are beyond our control to strip away resources to re-establish the fact that he is our source. My, my question to you is today, are you relying on resources rather than the source? Do you understand that your job is not your source? It's only a resource that man is not your source, but it's only a resource. I will put my trust in him because he is my source. The, the Bible says, the Bible says that he goes through all of these situations and he teaches us that our predicament will not nullify our purpose. Our pain will not negate our purpose. But thirdly and finally, he tells us that our perspective propels us in our purpose. That, that's the last point. That's all I got for you. Um, I need to tell somebody that someone needs to change their perspective. You've been praying that God would change your predicament. You've been praying that God would change your circumstance. You've been praying that God would change your environment. But sometimes God is waiting on us to change our perspective before he changes our geographical location. Because the only thing that allows him to receive glory is when I can still lift up my hands when he has not taken away the, the situation. The only thing that allows me to receive glory is when I can still bless him at all times. And my question to you today is, do you still have a reason to give him praise? When things are not going the way you think they should, do you still have a reason to lift up holy hands when you're feeling pain in your body? Do you still have a reason to give him glory when everything around you seems to be dark, drizzy, driz drizzly, and dismal? I, I need to encourage somebody today to know that your perspective is the thing that's going to change your situation. It's found right there in verse 5. Joseph sees his brothers for the first time out of 21 years. When he sees them, the Bible says that he announces to them twice, I am Joseph. I I'm wondering why in the world does a brother have to introduce himself to his brothers. Can, can I tell you what happened? Over this period uh, of predicaments and painful situations, Joseph's countenance changed. Can I tell you, when you come out of this last season that you're going through right now, you should look differently than when you came into it. Uh, when we come out of this COVID season, I'm challenging you not to come out the way you went in, that God should have done something differently in you and through you, that you will begin to look differently than you did when you went in. And Joseph says, I am Joseph. He says it again, I am Joseph. I'm the one that you left for dead. I, I'm the one that you sold into slavery. I'm, I'm still that same one. Um, some scholars say that when he kicked everyone out just to be in an intimate setting with his brothers, he revealed his scar of circumcision. He had to show them that he was who he really was based off of the scar that he survived. 
He, he was able to show that I'm the one that you, you gave up on. I'm the one that went through all of the places of adversity. I'm the same one that went through every situation. I'm the same one uh, that went through the situation that you thought I may not come out of. I am Joseph. He says, I am Joseph. He asks about his father. Is he still alive? And then he tells them, hey, don't worry about what you did to me. Don't, don't, don't feel bad about how you treated me. I, I don't know about you, but, but I'm not as spiritually mature as Joseph. I, I think maybe I would have taken that opportunity uh, to be petty. Maybe I would have taken that opportunity to say, hey, 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 bro, I'm, I'm Johnny, the, the one that you treated bad. Hey, bro, you need me now, huh? You, you need my resources because back then you didn't want me. Now I'm hot. Okay, um, I may have taken the opportunity uh, uh, to be petty based on how they treated me, but Joseph's perspective changed. Why? Because he understood that everything that he had experienced, it was not because they did him wrong. It was because it was according to God's plan. And I need to remind someone here as I take my clothes that everything that you've experienced in life, every place of hurt that you survived, every place of disappointment that you went through, it was a plan. It was according to God's plan and will, his will for you. Joseph says, my perspective has not now changed. And now I see everything that you meant for evil. God meant that for my good. The, the hurt that I experienced, God meant that for my good. The, the embarrassment behind the repossession showed me I should never seek to buy cars to please people that can't pay the note. I need to be in a space and place in my life where I learn to be better based on the bad that I've experienced. God wants to show someone today. I'm too excited. God wants to show someone today that there's something that he wants you to get out of this situation. Don't go through this situation and not learn anything. I need you to come out of this situation with a receipt. I need you to come out of this experience with a receipt that shows I paid the price for this, that, that shows I've learned my lesson from this, that God has matured me to a place in life to where I understand it ain't about you, it's about what he's doing through me. And the quicker I understand that it's not about the people that come against me, it's because of the one that's greater in the, in, on the inside of me. And Joseph says, my perspective is a thing that propels me, that, that launches me into my purpose. This is my last point. It's interesting to note what his purpose was. His purpose was not to be propelled to a place of leadership for status and recognition. His, his purpose was not to be in fine linens and robes. His purpose was not to show off the great things that God has blessed him with, but the scripture tells us his purpose was to go ahead of his brothers and be set up in a place to where he can help those that despitefully used him. Can I tell you your greatest place of spiritual maturity is shown when you can now bless those that didn't bless you. Your greatest place of spiritual maturity is when you can now pray for those that you know lied on you. Your greatest place of maturity is when you can get to a place to where you can praise him, not for things, not for cash, cars, and clothes, 
But when you can praise him for the intangible blessings, though, when you can praise him for the favor that he has on your life, where you can praise him for the thing that you survived that took others out, when you can praise him, when you can play the movie forward and say, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, I don't know where I would be, but because he did it, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth because I understand that everything that I've experienced was for, was for God's glory. Everything that I experienced was to give him honor. Father, I thank you for this time of sharing. I, I, I even thank you now through a different lens that shows me everything that I've been through was on purpose and with purpose. Thank you for the purpose that you have over our lives. Thank you for the destiny that you already have in store for us. Thank you for being the author and the finisher of our faith. We, we now trust you with our story. We, we trust you with the movie reel of our lives. God, would you strengthen us and help us through these places that cause us to want to throw in the towel? Would, would you bless us mentally, physically, and even spiritually? Would you undergird us? Would you strengthen us in the places where we're weak so that we'll be able to, on the other side of this story, testify that it was God that was behind it? I did not see it. I didn't understand it. But now I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I, I, I can see every obstacle that was in my way. I can see how you made me stronger, stronger because I had to hurdle that situation. Thank you for doing it for us. We trust you in places where we can't even trace you. Thank you for being the God in the pit and the palace. We receive what you're going to do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.